0: All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck, Nicks? What the fuck, What the fuck, Aristas? What the fuck, Aholics? You know, either I'm going to do it or I'm not, but it seems like sometimes when I do it, I keep doing it. I don't know how appealing that is, but I'm well, I'm, well, that time I did it. All right, so there, there's that. This is Mark Marin. This is WTF. Thank you for listening to my show. I appreciate it. You know, I got a guy on today that some of you know real well. And some of you may not know at all, but uh, I got CM Punk on today. Now, we'll get to that in a second, because I don't know if you know this about me. I don't know a lot about wrestling, but I became fairly intrigued with it when I interviewed Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana is a fan of my show. He started his own wrestling podcast. You should check that out. Art of Wrestling. Now, I learned uh, I learned some things from Colt. Now, my, my dear friend, Brendan McDonald, huge wrestling fan. Some of you out there grew up with it. Love it. Right. Right. You get it. It's the uh, is it fake? Is it not fake thing? Not an issue for you because you love the sport or the theater or the spectacle of wrestling. So when I talked to Colt, I got that. I understood it. I mean, my recollection of wrestling when I was a kid, there were these sad guys on Sunday morning coming from Tingley Coliseum at the state fairgrounds in Albuquerque, New Mexico. There was a little guy with gray hair, swicked back, and a goatee, a gray goatee, as I recall, interviewing dudes in unitards and them throwing chairs around. Why didn't it why did it not resonate with me? Why am I not a wrestling guy? I don't fucking know. I wish I was. I wish I was. I think I would have been a better person. If I was into professional wrestling, because if I was into professional wrestling, I know that some things that you may know in your heart are bullshit are just tremendous, tremendous spectacles of theater and athletics and blood and guts and screaming and yelling. I would know that those things, even though it's not real, but some of the blood is real and some of these guys get really hurt. But you know what I'm saying? They're scripts. If I had been into that, perhaps I wouldn't expect that out of my life. Perhaps my personal life would be a little less dramatic if I had a healthy respect of professional wrestling. That's what I'm saying. I mean, but I, I also was not a metal kid either. I somehow, in my mind, there's an analogy between like goth, metal, and wrestling. You know, somewhere, I don't know. I, I you know, Some part of my brain, I know Alice Cooper's not a professional wrestler, but there's some theatrics there that you know are not necessarily, you know, you know he's not really that guy. You know, he's not really wearing that eyeshadow and eye makeup when he goes home. Yeah whatever maybe that's my own thing but I started to think about it like heels and faces, heroes and villains uh, characters I mean I mean wouldn't that be helpful Have you ever been in a relationship where you know once those roles are established, who's the heel who's the face the scripts just play out and you have no control over them they just fucking keep repeating themselves It's like being at the worst wrestling match ever. That would be an interesting spectacle if instead of professional wrestling or even amateur wrestling you just had couples going up there playing the heel playing the face and just going through their tedious scripts and predictable bullshit until the you know the, the winner is decided but someone would always lose Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think the lesson of wrestling is, is essentially that these things, really mythic battles, physical battles, um, and psychological and emotional battles, spectacles of good and evil on the human plane are played out right before you. And I, and I, I never really realized that there were so many scripts and that there, the whole racket of wrestling was sort of coming up with a script that works for you. And a lot of these guys have been both heels and faces and uh i don't know i learned a lot but i, I want to tell you going into this that i did not know cm punk i know he, he and colt cabana were good friends and colt reached out to me and he was a fan and he taught me a little bit about wrestling and then cm punk who turns out to be this huge dude turns out he's a fan of mine i find that out and i'm like i got to talk to this guy but i am a dude that doesn't necessarily know a lot about it so i'm coming to it from that angle here I was. I didn't even like. I did. A, I watched some CM Punk. I, I I watched some wrestling. I didn't know what to expect. I'm waiting outside. I'm waiting for this dude to come. And this just a dude comes up, and I'm like, "You're you're the guy. You're you're the mighty CM Punk." But he's intense, man. And he did some uh, he did some real shit in his world. Some uh, some some real ballsy stuff. But I, I was sort of thrilled to uh, you know to talk to him because not unlike him. In my life, I've certainly been a heel and a face. I think I'm 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 actively uh, equal parts of both of them. Is that my wrestling character? Could I have a wrestling character? What would my my heel character be? That like I just you know complained so angrily and loudly that people found it annoying, and the the face would have to try to get me to quit whining. Is there such thing as a neurotic? A uh, wrestling character? Uh, definitely there is. I wish I knew more. I'm going to know more. The CM Punk thing is cool. I'm glad he's here. I could be a wrestling announcer. I've got skills on the mic. Do you remember, though? I mean, when you were a kid, I don't know when you grew up, but when I grew up, like, the newsstand, they used to have magazines, you know, back before, you know, back when magazines were, were possible and around, these pro wrestling magazines, and they were just bloody dudes. Bloody dudes in unitards. You know, dudes holding bloody dudes' faces. Just blood all over the place and right next to them were true detective uh, magazines. you remember those so you got you got your bloody dudes and like one dude holding another guy's head or holding the guy upside down or holding the guy around the waist, blood all over the place. and right next to it, just dead ladies. Dead ladies. I'm from the true detective magazines. What was that audience? Who was reading those? Kids? I don't know who was reading the true detectives. I looked at one. It was just sordid shit man. I don't know what that evolved into. I think professional wrestling is, you know, it, it actually informed almost everything about modern entertainment, and I think those uh, those true detective magazines probably informed everything about tabloid television. It all started on the newsstand. People, let's talk to the very human and uh, and 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 quite honestly, I, I had a lot in common with him. Uh, CM Punk. <laughs> I don't know what... You know, it's weird. I don't know what to... Uh, you know, I uh, as you Want know... Want to call me? No. We'll right. call you Phil or CM or... Uh, fine. Just Phil's whatever. good?
1: Phil's <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> Punk, whatever. Everybody Punk? always has that problem. Really? Yeah, all, all the time. What do I call you? Yeah. Mr. Punk. Mr. Punk. And I actually have a, a weird thing. See, you... I think our lives are very parallel and similar, but you don't have a code name. No, I need a code name. I have asshole. A, I, have, I'm, I, have, I, I have code names. That's a nickname. Oh, okay. What's a code name? Uh, I don't know. You have to pick a code name.
0: Oh, for like to have somebody like.
1: Well, I have a code name. What Snow is Punk, it? obviously. Oh, that, that's right. That's, that's, that's a code name. Prof- that's, well,
0: it's a, it's my
1: professional name, but right. I, have, I have a a big problem with people who don't know me coming up to me
0: on the street and just being like, "Hey, Phil." You know what I mean? Do, like, like, do fans do that? I mean, yeah. is it, but isn't that sort of an affronting thing? Sort of like, yeah, I know who you are, Phil. I think it's it's it, to me, it's very confrontational. Well, Cause I think-
1: like, can... Oh, because well, you don't know me as Phil. You know, right. I, you know what I mean? Right. And it's a it's a weird thing also to introduce myself to somebody like you, right, for the first time. Hi, my
0: name's CM. what do I say, Punk? Punk. Yeah.
1: It's weird but
0: but but phil i mean do you have a struggle with the with the identity of of who you are publicly just or 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 like in the sense that you've got friends that know you for years and you're probably phil to them yeah and then you've got you know millions of fans who either love you or hate you you're both a lot of both yeah (laughs) so they're going to come at you with all kinds of shit either they're going to respect the character or if a fan comes up to you and says what's up phil i would assume that your first thought is like this fucker's trying to get under my skin yes absolutely (laughs) Or or do I know this person?
1: You know, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Because right? honestly, like a, a whole ton of people don't call me Phil. It's really weird.
0: Yeah, you know, like a whole ton of people that know you for years though. Yeah, still. like your
1: parents. Are your parents still around? I don't. They're they're around, but I don't. I don't talk to them.
0: You don't talk to either. Of them? We'll get right into it. I actually just. I
1: actually just. Uh, <laughs> I actually just got a two year order of protection against both of them.
0: Both your parents? Yes. Like a restraining order. My biological parents, Dan and Harriet. Dan and Harriet need yeah. to be restrained? Yes. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> yes. Where are they? Uh, they're in Chicago. Yeah. So you were just, I was just in Chicago. Yeah. And you came to my show. I did. And I didn't get to meet you afterwards. I was very nervous because I'm not a big wrestling guy. You know, right. I have to say, you know I'm sort of a- I'd imagine you're not a wrestling guy at all. We, well, okay. Right? I mean, I didn't want to say that. But, <laughs> you, but uh, you know, I I, I mean, it took me a long time to re- appreciate I talked to your buddy, Scott. Yes. And he's a great guy, mm-hmm. and uh, I learned a lot from him. And a, you know, my my partner, my my uh, my friend Brendan, who works with me, is a uh, you know a huge wrestling guy. Grew up with it. And it took me a long time just to appreciate the nature of the spectacle and it's a, and, and the ancient art of wrestling. Mm-hmm. But I guess what I'm getting at is like after watching you on, on you know, Be a Wrestler and seeing you get out of your car, I was like, I, you know, I didn't. <laughs> the mystique was blown? Well, no, it, no, the mystique oh. isn't blown, but I had it, it, maybe it was blown a little bit. But I mean, you guys are fucking gladiators. I, for a second, when you got out of your rental car, I'm imagining, yep. I, I wanted you to put your hands up. And he sort of triumphantly walk up the street. No, I limped towards you meekly and said, what's up? <laughs> what's going on? But w- w- let's start with wrestling fans, though, because I like this idea that, you-, you know, that guys come up to you and they're like, what's up, Phil? That, that wrestling fans know the-, the artifice of wrestling. They understand the spectacle of wrestling. They're huge fans of wrestling, but they still know you're just a guy. Right, right. So, in order to get under your skin, I think some people don't
1: know that I'm just a guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the, I, I. And but it, see, it's such a it's such a weird world because there really isn't a big difference between me sitting here podcasting right. with you or yeah. me on television. You know what right. I mean? Like well, some, yeah. some people are like, "Oh, I play a garbage man," or right. some people are like, oh, "I'm I'm this guy." Right. You know what I mean? I'm just. I'm, I don't do well, I, any of that. I
0: believe that to a degree, but I mean, still, when you get up there and you have a role to play and you're in a room full of screaming, you know, just fans that, that have very specific expectations out of you. I know you're just you, but you have to fulfill or defy their expectations because it's your job, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, so just sitting here with me and you, it's, it's a little different. A little bit, yeah. But I try not to make it different
1: because I think what's interesting about me is me. Yeah, you know.
0: Well, that's I think what you're known for in wrestling is you have this sort of organic approach that is not, you know, all based on spectacle. You seem to have found a part of yourself that can genuinely become uh, the character. You know, it's almost a risk because I don't know if that's common among a lot of wrestlers where you they can say what you're saying right now. No, I think I think it's easier for people to play a role and get
1: into whatever character you know what i mean yeah. and they can separate that but to me i've always been the the little punk kid with a big mouth that would just get beat up and still continue just to talk shit it's all I, it's Before all wrestling. it's all i've ever
0: known this was it's your all i've ever known this was your mode you are a smart ass and you just defy people to kick your ass yes and did you did you get your ass kicked a lot mm,
1: con- countless times <laughs> countless times and there's not there's not one single Tough guy or badass on the planet yeah. that can can say that they've never been
0: beat up, right? That, that's you know anybody who says no, I've never been beat up, you're, you're full of shit. <laughs> well, I'm not a tough guy or a badass, and I can honestly say I've never been beat up physically.
1: Well, you, because be, probably because you know when to shut up. I never have ever known when I don't know. enough is enough. I, I think I'm pretty diplomatic, is what it is. I you can be kind of scary. Yeah, I don't. I, I saw that. Really? I, I saw that in Chicago. The the Nananana guy oh yeah that and poor fucking guy no i was i was actually sitting directly above him yeah. And as that was going on, I
0: was I was ready to just jump on him. On that doughy fat kid. Yes, it was it was annoying. Yeah, I can be intimidating and menacing, but but when it come right down to it, like if you would have come up, like if I would have started shit with you, I know who you were, and you would have stood me down on stage, it would be a very ugly thing. I would just be like, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, <laughs> at least you could have passed it off as being funny. You're a comedian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I I was tackled once on stage, but uh, oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Physically tackled. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> many times. All right, so let's go back to 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 where, you know, where this comes from because like you're you're unlike a lot of wrestlers in that you you are you're more yourself and and actually it was sort of a struggle for a guy, you know, like you, you're a little smaller than a lot of them, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm is that mean does that piss you off when no that no uh, because that,
1: that's absolutely 100 percent the truth i mean i'm i'm 210 pounds 215 after i eat you yeah. know what i mean like yeah it's not uh i'm one of those guys that in the world of professional wrestling i'm looked at as a quote-unquote small guy
0: right but it was a struggle for you because you were world champion for how long a long time
1: <laughs> like one uh, of the longest f- uh f- I, i'm Partially dyslexic. It, it was either uh, 434 days or 443 days. And that's like one of the longest runs of anybody. The last, yeah, the longest in the last uh, 25, 27 years, something like that. Like yeah. there's, a, there's a list, and it's like Bruno San Martino, Bob Backlund,
0: Pedro Morales, Hulk Hogan, me. Yeah,
1: which is fucking mind blowing.
0: But when but it's there weird. was a point where you weren't even in the game, right? I mean that you know in terms of like the way wrestling works, that it's like monopolized. There, yeah. There's only one real game, right? For 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 someone to get that stature, and that's the WWE, right? Yeah. yeah. So there was a period there where you know I know I talked to Colt about it, and I know it's you know a lot of it's entertainment, but a lot of it's also you know physical competition on on some level and spectacle and and, mm-hmm. and showmanship but you know you were not uh in the running right and how did you fight your way out of that Uh, well
1: you know I've always just kind of put my head down and you know charged ahead and just worked super hard and I think I know what's good and I think I know what sucks and there's there's politics behind it and there's there's everything and the only thing I ever did was go out there and try to steal the show like every single time you know what i mean (laughs) and and it's like it's a it's a grind you know we're on the road so long and i eventually you know after stealing the show for so long and going out there and doing my job in my opinion better than anybody on the crew yeah you know and you don't you just you just don't get opportunities you know what i mean so i just i started rattling the cage i just started pissing people off and then eventually my contract was up and they wanted me to resign and i just i just refused to do it I just refused to resign. Um, And you were public about
0: that. Yeah, very, very public. So basically what you did is sort of like you were just persistent. You're like, fuck you, deal with me fuck you deal with me, and tell then- me tell me tell me i suck and fire
1: me but you're mm-hmm. trying to re-sign me and i'm telling you i'm the best thing that you have
0: so you put me in your top spot period that's it so the spots that's that's what it is that's 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 you're fighting for spots yeah absolutely and what does the top spot mean in wrestling
1: uh i mean top spot it, it you know it's weird because it's not it's not a real competition you know what <laughs> i mean it's not ufc right but on on the other hand you know, you you
0: you want you should want to be the champion. Right, champion gets paid more money. Right, period. So it's not a real competition, but there is a game to it. No, it is what I mean, you said. it's it. But the game is mostly politics. My job, yeah, uh, in a lot of ways sucks
1: because there's so much negative to it. You know what I mean? Like people will point at me and be like, "It's fake, it's phony, it's not real, you're bullshit." But on top of it, it's just like I there's there's high caliber athletes. They they never be able to do what we do at all
0: right because it's it it can be so cutthroat and so you know so it's it's big contradiction well how do you fucking live with that because i mean like in in my head you know i i know that wrestling's fake but it took a a conversation with cole cabana and the passion of my friend brendan to, to to tell me that that doesn't matter because the spectacle of it and the emotions that it serves and 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 the nature of the show is is as important as any sort of competition
1: yeah it, so it's I mean it's it's weird you know it, it's it's a lot of we're we're movie stars but we're also like NFL players in a way you right know? so it's yeah it's, but it's, it's really you have, strange
0: but you're, you're talking about an integrity to it so the struggle is that well to me it was never about being a superstar or making
1: money or anything like that like I just fell in love with wrestling when I was a kid so I wanted to wrestle like how old were you Oh God, you know, I, I, I always, I I beat the story over the head and like, you know, I put an age on it off the top of my head one time doing an interview like, oh, it was five. And I remember, you know, my, one of my first memories, uh, watching Roddy Piper smash a coconut over Jimmy Snooker's head. And in my head, I was a kid. I was watching the television. This guy's on TV. So that means he's
0: a millionaire. Right. Right. Yeah. And he's
1: just talking shit and getting away with it. You know but, you but but it
0: resonated to you at that time as real. I mean, you didn't sit there and think this was fake. I mean, you could have seen you know a, a you know a slapstick movie that would have given you that. But but there was something about the intensity of the emotion of this that these guys were grown men screaming at each other, maybe with blood on them.
1: Well, I think I think it's definitely you know when you're a kid and you see wrestling, it's yeah. like you know you don't look at it like you you look at a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. You're watching it and you're like, oh, they're are two dudes and they're on TV and they're fighting. Yeah. You know, so this is real. Right, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> right. You know, and I just, I, 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 and I never had a moment where somebody was like, you know, it's fake. And I was like, oh, right. what? You know, you know, it's just something you gradually
0: learn. W- did, you, when you did accept. you learn that it was fake? Oh, God, I don't, I don't even have a story for that. I but, don't even know. But come on, you must have felt something. That It's sort of like you know, finding out Santa isn't real. I would imagine as a kid who loved wrestling, the day you realized that, like, that this was scripted, uh, I, I just um, think
1: wrestling is so stigmatized, like <sighs> there's always somebody around the corner that go, You know it's bullshit, right? So- right. All right. Well then what isn't bullshit about it? Uh, uh I mean The four stitches I just got taken out of my chin, the 13 staples I just got taken out of my head a week ago, you know, uh, my fractured skull from 2002, you know, knee surgery, elbow surgery, right? Like, you know, we, we get the shit beat out of us. And then we have, you know, as we're, we're limping to our cars or we're at Denny's at four in the morning, there's always that dickhead who's like, oh, you're bullshit. I'm just like, ah, you know, so what am I supposed to do? Stand up and fuck this guy up in Denny's. Yeah. You You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You could. I want to. Is that what they're asking for? I think so. Because some part of you is asking for it, right? I yeah. I, and back in the day when I was on the independence and stuff yeah. like that, I used to get into fights all the time but, but because like- I was way gung ho about it. And I was, you know, like I, I have to protect this. And if a fan questions your integrity or challenges the business, you you fucking show them what's up. You know what I mean? Like right. that's that's what I was taught and that's what I was learned and I had this obsession with like old school wrestlers like Harley Race and yeah. you know guys like that. Right? Who just take no shit, like right. just tough dudes. Yeah. And I always had a more of an uphill battle because I'm I'm a smaller guy. So to me,
0: I would just throw hands like every chance I got. Well, what did you, see cuz I think what you're saying is really interesting because it's it, it, it sort of it's sort of fucking my mind up a little bit. So <laughs> because, good because you know that this 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 conflict you have in yourself you know that that wrestling is fake on some level Mm -hmm. but the way that it's real is that the the physical um dexterity and and skills that is necessary to do it are very real and and you will get hurt so even though you're sitting there with another dude or you're tag teaming or there's four dudes or two dudes and you're fighting you know the script but you you also know do you know when you're gonna fucking take a hit that's gonna give you stitches or is that just part of the the game?
1: No, and normally it's the stupid stuff that gets you hurt. You know what I mean? Like you're not I, you mean you're
0: not supposed to get hurt?
1: No, I mean you, you want you want to avoid it as much as you possibly can unless you need a vacation because that's the only time you get time off. You know, yeah, right. unless you're me and you don't get time off even if you get surgery. You right. <laughs>
0: Why? What, because you're working for the man. I, I don't
1: know. I, I, I'm I'm a valuable asset. I don't know. I got I got elbow surgery on a on a Wednesday, and I was at a show on Friday. I got knee surgery, you know, on a on a Tuesday, and I was like a tribute to the troop troop show on a Friday. I don't know. They just it, it's just a grind. You're a good showman. I, you're I the mean, guy. I guess. Yeah. I, I literally in December I got my knee operated on, and I walked out of the hospital. I got in my car, my you know, whatever, with a driver and all that. It's not yeah. like I was driving. Right. Um, they're driving me to my hotel, and Vince McMahon called me and said, I heard good news. I heard the surgery went well. And I was, you know, I'm all doped up. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's great. Feel great, whatever. Yeah. And he goes, great. I got you wrestling right back in a tables, letters, and chairs match in three weeks. And I was just like, I was on the phone with him. And I just went, hang on. And I just handed the phone to my girlfriend. I was like, you talk to him, because I, I don't know what's going on right now. I just had surgery. Uh, he, yeah
0: so he he just expected you to go right back to work yeah well but uh, but you're but you're also a rebel like you know when you when you took on the uh, the corporate structure of of wrestling were you really defying them and and did that you know gain you respect and more employment because i know that 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 the, a big turning point in your career publicly was calling out a bunch of wrestlers on their shit and calling out vince mcmahon on his shit and this is the he's the king there is no other guy right. if you want to make a big living in wrestling nope now was that real yeah so when you- i was
1: i was so angry and so pissed off that i you know uh, i watched dudes who you know right or wrong I felt weren't as good as me or even as good as some other guys on the show you know get get these opportunities time and time again and character wise I was a bad guy and real life wise my contract was coming up so I very much it's the most dangerous attitude I think you can have in life is just I don't give a fuck what are they what are they going to do fire me Right. I'm not re-signing you know what I mean and they would they would come to me and they would be like oh hey we got this great movie script we're going to put you in a movie and I would just be like no no, just read the script. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. not doing it yeah. because I know if I say yes, you're gonna want me to re-sign, and I have to re-sign if I want to do the movie. And no, no, fuck you, I'm not yeah. re-signing.
0: Yeah. And like that was that was power. Oh, when you don't give a fuck. Yeah. There, it's, it, it, it's it. No one wants to negotiate with that. No. Absolutely. Because there's no not. negotiating. Right. Either you win or you lose. And
1: there used to be a time in my career where where they would ask me to do something and I would motherfuck them up and down. No, ah blah blah blah. This this that. And now I'm at the point where they ask me to do something and I just go mm, no. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and like you know and they just give up because they know they're not even gonna push it but i'm not gonna stress out about it anymore right i'm just gonna be like ah, whatever but hey when- si- sign this for your work japan for visa and what happens if i don't sign it well then you can't get into japan yeah. sweet
0: yeah i'm not going to japan sweet
1: no 15 hour plane ride right awesome yeah i'm not signing it
0: <laughs> but when you first did it what what was like <sighs> did it garner you more respect from, from, like, Vince, or when you first said, I don't give a fuck, fuck you, you know, I deserve better than this, and they knew you meant it, then did they start playing on your terms a little bit? I, I mean, I I eventually, obviously, did re-sign, and yeah. I, don't, I
1: don't regret it, I got everything I wanted, and yeah. then some, you know, yeah. but yeah, I definitely think, uh, Vin, Vince is one of those guys that he lives by the law of the jungle, only the strong survive, you know lions the king of the jungle like it's 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 weird but that's who that guy is that's who he is right and yeah if if you're if you're a pussy yeah he he doesn't got time for you absolutely you know what i mean like he'll walk all over you and he'll just be like god damn it you know like he expects you well maybe not even expects but like yeah he he'll he's one of those old school guys that like definitely um respects it more where do pussies end up in wrestling bottom of the card fired you know yeah i mean the life expectancy of a wwe you know contracted wrestler is like i don't know i think average two two, two years two three years maybe something and like you've that.
0: been going for what uh i signed with them in 2005 so you, you're having a long run yeah but now let's go back because you know i talked a little bit about this with and you guys are buddies right best friends yeah we we met each other in
1: like 1998 99
0: uh-huh. something like that and like in terms of the difference between you know you two, and his approach now is that you know he's sort of uh, become comfortable with the independent circuit. Yeah, because that's where he feels that you know he's going to have the most success. That's his bread and butter, and to me, he's a genius. Yeah, you know he why did, is that? He, well, he didn't get a fair shake up here. You know what I mean? And like it's one of the
1: reasons why I wasn't resigning, and I was so pissed off because of Col- because I've watched guys who were super talented not even get a shot you know they're just kept down in developmental and they don't even get a chance to show the world what they can do you know right. what I mean and I think that's super unfortunate and for a guy like him who's awesome at what he does uh you know it, I don't even know if they offered him a job right now like it, it, it'd probably be more business savvy for him to turn it down because he's created literally what I call an empire yeah you know he does his podcast he does uh you know comedy shows and he has um, you know m- his own merchandise and he's he's
0: an entrepreneur in every sense of the word you but is I mean? but is do you find that the fans that are, are are drawn towards um it seems to me that with the big game that the fans are are there's no tongue in cheek to it that, you know, they are invested full on emotionally. There can be. I mean, there's still a lot of people that,
1: especially like south of the Mason-Dixon. Yeah. I mean, there are people that it's it's real to them. 100%. Yeah. 100%. It's real.
0: Yeah. And yeah. That, and do you play a lot down there? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. The Bible Belt's my favorite. Yeah. 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 Everything closes at two o'clock.
0: Can't go to a gym on Sunday. Yeah. It's it's my absolute favorite. And you and so so there's still that that even though whatever conflict you have between, you know, whether it's real or not or or what that means to certain people, that there's a good number of fans that are completely emotionally invested, even if they don't even if they don't think it's real, they're emotionally invested in the spectacle and the narrative of all their favorite wrestlers. Yes. And those are the guys that drive the thing, right? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, that's that's the uh, the general
1: audience. Yeah. You know the, the 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 like the smart fans who are who are in on it and they're like you know they're like super into it and they read everything on the internet and stuff like that. That's, yeah, that's that's a
0: small sliver of the pie. Right. Yeah. And it's but there's a lot of energy in the room. It's a fucking big show, man. It can be. Yeah. It's wild. Now, what is, like just as a guy who doesn't watch wrestling, and I and I and I and I I didn't want to you know you know not. i i I got to admit that you know so so absolutely like
1: i'm I'm not offended by that in any way
0: shape or form i I, I I feel shitty about it i think
1: it's no see i think it's great because there's gonna there's gonna be some sort of organic (laughs) something that happens here and as we talk about it and like you know like i think that's what this is for
0: everybody learns something what is the nature of surprise for those people if they just know that these scripts are going to repeat themselves in one form or another that you know once they are emotionally invested they're fans of certain wrestlers and you were a bad guy are you still a bad guy i i know i'm a good guy now so when (laughs) i think so (laughs) maybe we should go back a little bit so when you first started wrestling how did you start wrestling um i started like i when i was
1: a little kid you know you're super impressionable and uh, you know the world is beginning to mold you and i i learned at a very young age that like you know my parents weren't gonna help me. <laughs> they it couldn't help themselves. What, what, what was their racket? What'd they do? Um my mom was a mom. Yeah. You know, my dad was uh an electrician, uh-huh. perpetually laid off. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Bitter, angry uh, guy um, or what? No. My I mean you know I mean Jesus Christ, I I I I have zero bitterness or anything towards them. I you know, my dad was a sweetheart. Yeah. My mom was a little bit of a nutter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean and this is this is real life. Yeah. You know, and I, 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 I fell in love with wrestling and I had an aunt who was closer to my age than she was my mom's age. Right. Like there is big, big age gap. Yeah. Um, and I was always over at my grandpa's house, either on the, you know, both of them lived on the South side of Chicago. Yeah. Uh, and she was always going to a place called Medusa Circle, like yeah. early Chicago punk club. Yeah. And so I got into like all this different kind of music you know and oh really so
0: your aunt was like like literally that much younger and she was like into rock
1: yeah it, well, she was like a total like a total punker you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. and like and i was a kid and i was yeah. like duran duran awesome you know yeah, what i mean yeah, the yeah.
0: ramones the clash great this, you went to I, see him
1: oh uh, i i never saw uh clash or duran duran yeah. i got to see the ramones oh you so, did in uh, chicago yeah. with your aunt uh no i uh, i saw him i mean years later oh, like okay. early 90s
0: you so know? she turns you on to that, you knew there was a world out there that was different than the world you were being brought up in that. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, what punk rock teaches me as yeah. a kid is do it yourself. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? You don't you don't need anybody else to help you. DIY, do, yeah, do it yeah, yourself. Yeah. Uh, one day um i'm at my local comic shop and this buddy of mine's like hey we got this bullshit you know he didn't say bullshit but he's like you know yeah we 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 wrestle it's called the lwf it's a lunatic wrestling federation and we we roll around in the backyard it's 15 yeah you know yeah and and to me it was the greatest thing ever you know i was like yeah let's do it so after (laughs) after wwf pay-per-views we just roll out in the backyard and film it on one of those old yeah, big max. Yeah, like yeah. huge. Be- I'm not that old, Mark. Camcorder. I, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh and it it literally it snowballed from there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we had seasons obviously cuz we're in Chicago and you can't yeah. wrestle in the snow, but right. it, it, you know one one day I'm like, let's build a ring. Yeah. So we we borrow all the materials from local construction sites.
0: Sure. Yeah. You know? You gave it back. And uh yeah, absolutely. You <laughs> borrowing shit from construction sites in Chicago. Yeah. There's a little risk in that. No, low risk, low risk. <laughs> you know, you, we we
1: build a ring.
0: It yeah. was a death trap. It was yeah. A bunch of kids. Yeah,
1: we weren't carpenters. Where'd you build it? Whose you know? yard? Some girl. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah, you, you know how you find comfort. You <laughs> know, on the road and like strangers and yeah. women and yeah. they, you know, yeah, it was just some, some some chick who liked what you were doing. Some girl whose father had like an empty lot next to her house. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? We just uh-huh. put it there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and then that snowballs into let's let's buy a ring. Yeah, great. How much are those? Three thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! You know what I mean? Yeah. Raise the money, buy a ring. The you next bought thing, a ring. Yeah. Where would you put that? Um, it was in my garage for a while. Yeah. And then we
0: would like, you know, take it, take it take it apart, put it back up. And then were you guys like mimicking what you saw on television, the the moves and everything? Yeah. I mean, we we didn't know any better, you know. I mean, who who the
1: hell knows you... But that I mean, you, you knew you, there were moves. Yeah. Who the hell knows you go to school or who the hell knows that you got a suplex a guy on the left side, you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. and that goes back to dudes working in factories. Right. You know, and back when, when the world everyone was right-handed, yeah. you know, don't you can break my left arm, but don't break my right arm because yeah. I need to work the machines at the at, you know. So we we do that and then the next thing you know we're like we were having these outlaw backyard shows on a farm in um crap where where the hell was it i can't remember the name of the town now um it was in uh so, in like, Illinois? one yeah one dude had a girlfriend at the time his yeah. father had a, a a farm and we put the ring there and would advertise like in my high school and like the rival high schools like I'd make flyers like I mean super punk rock you know what I mean like did you have
0: costumes uh
1: yeah because it was you know it was us goofing around so everybody had like a main character and they had like their their jobber characters you know what I mean the dudes who just get beat up and lose all the time (laughs) you know so you
0: each had two characters oh there was everybody had like a dozen how many guys were involved in this
1: uh I mean there was a handful like the 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 main the main I mean like six or seven of main and these were guys, kids, guys you went to high school with. Uh, I actually no, there a lot of them were older than me, uh, yeah. And they went to um, like, like high school across town, right? Like, I I didn't hang out or talk to anybody from my high school. I why I I, I don't know. I just I, I just didn't get along with were them. Were you I, at,
0: were you in athletics then, or were you no? Uh, <laughs> I I wanted to be like
1: I, I I remember specifically when I was in eighth grade. You know, and I, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, but I was just like uh, every everybody on the football team is is cool, and you know I'm I'm a I'm just like a a dorky nerdy punk rock kid. Really? You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, get I I get beat up because I would have blue hair, I have a mohawk, or you know what I mean? You had like,
0: blue hair in high school? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so you were an outsider. One hundred percent. But you know what I mean? Like, and and but I wanted to do something. So like, I remember like everybody going to bed and like me going back downstairs and like doing push-ups and sit-ups you know what yeah. I mean because I was like I'm gonna when I go to high school I'm gonna try out for like the football team right. or the the wrestling team right and like I tried out for both and like I remember specifically Mr. Hall son of a bitch yeah uh, Mr. Hall telling me that I, I couldn't be on the team I had to cut my hair off wait you had long hair or blue hair Um, for for wrestling yeah. I, I had long hair yeah. and then I had a mohawk yeah um for football, and you know what I mean. They would not let you do. Well, that's when I realized I was like, oh, "Shit, this guy just doesn't want me on the team because probably because I'm a weirdo." It's got nothing to do with my hair, right? And now I walk around, and all the jocks and football players have mohawks, have, yeah. and you're, I you're. shake my fist because I'm like, "I got my ass kicked <laughs> for that." You know, that was like, that was a you're thing. a trailblazer. That was a thing back then, and yeah. now you guys all walk around, right? Like, you know, it meant yeah. something when you yeah. were a kid. Just let us have something, yeah. You know, so they wouldn't let you on the team, no. Um, so I kind of outsourced One of my friends That I would do The silly backyard stuff with Took uh, Ruku Kempo um, And his girlfriend Was like way into it So like I got into that And through that And that is what? Some whack ass karate Yeah You know So you started doing like, that pressure, Martial art Pressure point fighting And like uh-huh. breaking people's arms And like fingers And like uh-huh. just wild shit Yeah uh, so I started doing that, and then through that, I found jiu-jitsu. We had a jiu-jitsu black belt in the school. Uh-huh. And, like, that was the most magical thing I'd ever seen up until that point of my life. I was just like, whoa! Like, yeah. dude is 120 pounds soaking wet, yeah. tapping out, choking out big 300-pound bikers. I was just like, I'm in. Yeah. You know? And, like, I got into it that way. Well, what stopped you from pursuing, you know, legitimate competition in that way? There there wasn't any legitimate competition back then. I mean, this, this was early 90s um
0: so there was no kickboxing there was no
1: well uh, yeah yeah but not not to me i wasn't exposed to that and right. you know I, I i'm pretty sure certainly if there was any kind of like if ufc was bigger back then because this this will put it in the time frame for you we actually had dan Severn come to train with us when we were doing jujitsu he was about to do the super fight with hoist gracie uh-huh. so that's like i don't know 90 93 94 right something like that but it
0: didn't seem like a, a path you wanted to take
1: not at the time because so you were I, just
0: learning it so you could fucking know you could kick anyone's ass
1: yeah <laughs>
0: yeah 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 i was sick of getting punched in the face
1: But how much did you get punched in the face i got punched in the face by a who lot when i was a who kid the fuck? dude you just get on the uh, you know you like you you get on the bus to go home from school and you, you just start talking shit and then it's like okay we're gonna fight
0: but did you provoke people me no seriously no seriously I I would not you were I, the guy that people are like I'm gonna kid I'm gonna go hit that guy I oh.
1: had a blue mohawk I, I had blue hair I was a weirdo dudes called so, me dudes called me faggot all the time like you know funny story we do this big anti-bully campaign be yeah. a star with WWE and they get me in the studio and they put me in front of the camera and they're yeah. like you know and I, I truly believe in this because I think all kids get bullied and, yeah you know so if even one kid sees me on there and they're like oh shit punk was bullied wow cool okay you know and and i can tell a kid you know like it's all right it'll be okay and even if one kid can take away something positive from that that's great but they get me in there and they're like what did kids call you when they bullied you and i was like faggot and they're like oh god you can't you can't say that and i was like yeah i get that but that's what they would call me i was i was gay yeah you know what i mean because i was weird and i was into different stuff right you know so what do you what do you I can't, I can't they say, really say it? no, I, but I get that. They're not going to show a commercial on, but you know, that is a pretty standard money. At, tactic I, I, th- guys. I think so. Oh yeah. That was always,
0: I, that was the one. Yeah. Yeah. That So these guys were jocks. they were like high school jocks that would kick your ass. Yeah. Um, I got into fights with everybody. Yeah. But there's something about that personality. What made you so fucking defiant? I mean, what, what was, have you you traced that back to the moment where you were like, fuck this, fuck you, you know, like, you know, you say your dad was a, you know, just a nice guy and your mom was nuts, but you know, something put that fucking anger in your heart. I don't
1: know. You really don't know? No, I don't. I just never, you know, like I never stopped talking shit. That people get tired of punching me in the face before did, I was tired of you know really mouthing off. So yeah.
0: did but were you the pe- were you the kid that you know the school would have to call your parents in all the fucking time and you know? yeah
1: I got in I got into some trouble. I I, <laughs> I the best part about it is my mom always would freak out and be like, "What are the neighbors going to think?" Yeah, and I was be like, "Fuck the neighbors! Yeah. Who cares what the neighbors yeah. think?" You know, yeah, I had to yeah. pick you up from jail because that was the thing. Like, if you got, if you were fighting in my high school, like everybody went to jail. Yeah, regardless. So you is. went to jail. Yeah, a lot. Uh, no, not. I mean, not a lot. But you know, a couple times. But it was always just for fighting, and it was just, it's just dumb kid high school shit. Yeah, you know? suspended from school for three days. Suspended from school for five days.
0: But there was some party that was like, you know, you wanted to be your own guy. You know, you're putting the blue hair on. You're doing things differently than everybody else. You, you know, you must have felt that. I don't know. I never felt like I fit in anywhere. So uh-huh. I, I, but I, I
1: wasn't like yeah i'm a trailblazer and i'm super no, cool right. no, no, no i think i think back then i would have i
0: would have given anything to be on the football team and like you know really yeah i think so so all right so all right, so now you're you're doing jujitsu you're you're learning did you were you able to kick someone's ass finally did you have that was there that moment where somebody started shit with you and so, you- like the i yeah i remember vividly like the first time that shit like worked Really, like, like how it magically? That go? Yeah. It <laughs> what was, happened? Well, it
1: was actually it was it was my brother actually. Yeah. yeah. How many brothers and sisters you got? Uh, I got I got one biological brother. Um, I everybody always hears me talk about my sisters. Yeah. Um, my sisters, I, you know, like to me, you don't got to be blood to be family. Right. My family was never you know a family. They never they never helped me out. They never supported me. The only thing they ever really did was steal shit from me. So I had uh, a best friend. Yeah. Around that time, yeah. And Their their family just. Uh, took me in so her little sisters have known me since they were like you know three and five right right. i've always been around right i'm the big brother to them that's my family those are my sisters but yeah one biological brother and he was the uh he he got the brunt of the holy shit this magical is he older or younger
0: he's two years older than me so your older brother yeah you kicked his ass
1: i mean it not a lot i just I i mean one time he kicked my dog and that sent me into a a frenzy yeah, you know. He kicked your dog. Don't fucking kick a dog, man. Yeah, you're right. Come on. <laughs> and what how many moves did it take to take him out? Not long. He had he had long hair at the time. Uh-huh. So that was it was over in a heartbeat. And is he still around?
0: Your brother? He's he's alive. You don't talk to him. Either. I haven't talked to him in like 12 years. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And you don't talk to your parents. No. All right. So we I guess we're going to get there. All right. So now you're doing your backyard shit. Yes. Yeah, so what w- what was the path into wrestling?
1: Well, you know, punk rock, right? Do it yourself. Yeah. I don't know. There's wrestling schools and learning how to do all that stuff. Learning how to bump is mm-hmm. what you know. Learning how to fall and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like that's all basic stuff that yeah. I, I truly believe you could you could teach a monkey how to do it. You right. Know what I mean, right. Re- run the ropes. Learn the you know three different ways to to take a bump, and you're you're you know you're set. It's just you eventually have to figure out through experience, like when to do stuff yeah it's not so it's not what you do it's when you do it right to get the crowd reaction and to get them invested
0: okay so you got to play the crowd yes and you got to feel the other guy absolutely you got to know what he's you know where you it's a it's like a dance it's 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 all up to the
1: crowd you know what i mean and Uh, when you first start out you you're in the back and you're talking to a guy oh i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do this and then it's your turn and you can do this and you can do this and then (sighs) now I refuse to talk to the guy. I hate it. Um, you said something in Chicago that is very true with me: is that um, preparation is for pussies. I've been doing this half my life, right? You know what I mean. <laughs> You're ready? And, and we're gonna and we're gonna go out there. And if they boo me, fuck it, I'm the bad guy. And if they cheer you, great, I'm gonna make you look like Superman. Yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna wait for them, you know what I mean? And we're gonna. We're gonna go off them.
0: Interesting, and, and 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 are there guys that are afraid of that? Terrified of it. Guy, Why? Be well. I think because they lack the experience and they've never done it. But they know how to handle anything that's gonna come at them because because the dance is. I hope so. You're 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 not gonna. I mean, you know, the moves. Uh, you know, however you make them your own, there's a finite number of them. And if somebody has some experience, they know how to react. Sure. Right. But the idea of improvising is terrifying. I think I think for a lot of guys it is. Yeah. And well, then how like when at, at this point when you're like I'm not going to talk to the guy. What does that guy say to you? Well, you know, fuck I mean, you, punk. You know,
1: sometimes. Gonna, yeah. Sometimes. I'm not going to play
0: that game with you. And there's a few guys. No, nobody ever does
1: that. There's yeah. A, and there's a there's a few guys that prefer that. You yeah. know what I mean? But I, I think it's a very old school way of doing it and unfortunately it it's, it's dying out you know because, the improvisation dude there used to be so many territories and so you know guys used to wrestle every night yeah twice on saturday yeah. twice on sunday sure and the guys in the business now just don't have that experience they don't have that opportunity to do that so somebody who's been in the business now five years yeah there's a big difference between somebody who started in like you know 72 right their five years was so much different than somebody's five years now you know what i mean like i've talked i've talked to kids who are like yeah i've been wrestling for eight years it's like how often do you wrestle once a month it's like okay so you have you've wrestled like 80 matches you know what i mean right they just lack sure experience and it's
0: not their fault it's so when you started you were doing that circuit you were doing circuits where you'd wrestle every fucking day
1: uh, no. When I when I started out, you know what I mean, I was doing backyard stuff and we pissed everybody off in Chicago because we were untrained. You were on the radar
0: of that level of progress work. Oh, you know, they, civic they, auditorium. They, they all
1: know. hated us because but they knew you were there. Dude, we were we were drawing crowds of like a thousand people. oh so it was real punk rock shit and they were drawing crowds of like 20 people the old timers and we would go to their shows and just heckle the shit out of them oh really you know what i mean yeah Yeah, yeah, and and i was ready and i was ready to fight any single person you know what i mean did
0: you go in the ring in those when you were no no because that that's i mean that's a no-no if you do that you're asking for when does it sort of you know turn into something where you become a force to be reckoned with when you're in the actual game i guess it was well, the game
1: d- here here's how it happened for me it is yeah. uh
0: we were doing all this stuff and we we're pissing everybody off you know
1: what i mean and i, I think i'm a pretty rational guy right um I, I was i would look look back at it and i would be amazed that we were just a bunch of dumb kids yeah who were doing this and we, you know we bought a ring and got a promoter's license and this is back when you know, Illinois was run by the evil boxing commission and like, I don't, we did a lot of stuff that we shouldn't
0: ha- have been able to do. Are
1: you in touch with any of these guys still? No, no. Really? I mean, like,
0: yeah, big, big falling out. Like, with all of them? Yeah. Holy yeah. Is there anybody you haven't had a falling out with? Yeah. Plenty of people. Okay. All right.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> plenty of people. So is it was a falling out around business? Was
1: it? Well, what happened is, uh, we were doing all this. Great, amazing stuff yeah. to us. Right. Holy shit! You know, I mean, a thousand people, and right. none of us had ever been trained. Right, and we we're doing all this wacky stuff. And I, I took that knowledge and I went. Could you imagine how good we were if we went and learned the fundamentals and if we got trained? So I hooked up with a wrestling school in Chicago at the time called the Steel Domain, and I was almost immediately like persona non grata with my buddies with the punk rock, rock crew. oh you're getting right you're getting trained you mm-hmm. know what i mean and mm-hmm. i would i would come back and like try to show guys like no this is you know this is the right way to do it you know what a move yeah and you know what i mean and like uh it the, the rift just kind of started from there and then one day um for whatever reason my my brother was in charge of the finances. One day I was just like, you know some fishy shit going on here. Where's the money? How much yeah. money do we have? You yeah. know what I mean? We got to uh, you know, yeah. uh, we we need new guardrails. yeah we, what's going on? Yeah. And then it came out that he stole all the money.
0: What did he do with it? I
1: don't fucking know. He all smoked right. it. yeah You know what I mean? Yeah, he yeah. fucking he's a, he's a fuck up. You know, so I'm hot. I'm like, what the fuck? We got to kick this dude out. He just stole all our money. Your brother. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, and they were all buddies with them. So they're like, no, fuck you. You're out. And then I just went, fine. Fuck you, dudes. I'm going to go be a wrestler. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and that, that, and there's obviously other stories in there, you know, but that is in simplest terms, like what happened. So and
0: you had this thing going with your brother and with these other dudes, and you were drawing a crowd of people because it was off. It was like its own thing, yeah. And it was, uh, it seemed like, uh, like something new and real. And you, you and your hearts were in it. And then you know, somebody fucked it up, right. and you were like, "Fuck it! I'm gonna now. It's my turn to try to take a real shot." Right, because I this is what I wanted to do. And this those guys, all- you don't get the feeling that they wanted to do it. Did any of them keep doing it?
1: No. Yeah, and yeah, I mean. You know, <laughs> the so band I broke up. Kind of proved my point. Yeah, you know, you know right. what I mean. Like this is something I want to do. I was serious about. But you, it, had an
0: right. appreciation of the art in a way. Like you know, it's one thing to be a bunch of kids getting away with something and you know wearing costumes or, or 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 playing the parts the best you can know. But it seems to me that really what makes you different, and also in my conversation with with Colt, is that you know because you're real dudes that you you were doing this and you knew it was. Uh, You know, a a spectacle and a show, but you you had such a passion for it that you were like, well, there's there's an integrity to this, and there's a way to do it right, and there's a way to to sort of you know get your own voice in a way, right? Then you were like, that's what I'm going to do. I I had I had no choice up until
1: that point. You know what I mean? Like I that was it. Like I I was the guy who paid for three fourths of the ring. You know what I mean? Like I I got ripped off. But like if life has taught me anything, it's just like fuck it. I'm not going to cry about it. Yeah. Uh, The best revenge is living well you right, know what I mean right, right. and I was like the the bottom line the number one goal is I just want to be a wrestler you know what I mean and this is where I wrestled and now I can't wrestle there anymore you know yeah so uh, fuck it fuck you guys I'm gonna wrestle somewhere else and you were in so, school th- so then yeah then I started you know what I mean like I would just the guys who trained me yeah. I would just jump in a car with them and I would go to shows fucking Indiana Michigan Wisconsin the guys who
0: trained you were, were, were doing shows
1: yeah Minnesota like that, were mean, these they players, were, were these, these? these were the guys in the midwest that were they were hot they were good and everybody knew it like, so everybody wanted uh there's danny dominion Ace steel uh kevin quinn a guy named adam pierce um th- there was always like guys on the east coast that would get credit for you know being good and guys on the west coast and like chicago like the midwest is yeah. just kind of like lost but we had the benefit of being kind of central yeah we could drive to ohio
0: Oh, or yeah. The Midwest Iowa. says, Yeah, it's all or, right. You there. know what I mean? Yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. You know,
1: we, I mean, fuck, we'd get in a car and we'd drive 15 hours to Philly, do a show, drive back for like a, a show in Wisconsin at like three o'clock, just like, you know, wired driving like all night. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm crashing rental cars and just keep, keep driving. Right. Just doing crazy shit. And then, yeah, I start wrestling, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, uh, Ian Rotten runs every Wednesday in Charlestown, Indiana. Fuck yeah. Let's do it. You know what I mean? And you just, you just go. And you don't know who you're going to wrestle.
0: No. Sometimes sometimes you did, sometimes you didn't. When the first time you got into the ring with these guys who were training you, or when you first got your shot, what was that What, what was that day like? I mean, do you oh, remember they, them? They beat the shit out of me. Because I was, I was the fucking backyard kid. <laughs> but the guys you know? who knew you or the other guys? I mean, it, they, they knew of me. When you, you know say you I mean? went to a show, if there were four of you, were you wrestling with each other? Is that the way it worked or was there another crew there? Sometimes you right. know what I mean? But yeah. they,
1: you know, you you make connections and you you meet the the Michigan crew. Okay. you know what I mean? And yeah, then yeah. there's the there's a crew down in uh Indiana okay. Kentucky, you yeah, know, yeah. and you, you like meet them. But like yeah, you you know, me and Cabana were married to each other yeah. for years. Yeah. Because we realized fuck it, we're we're nineteen, twenty years old, we're just gonna jump in a car and one of the biggest pieces of advice i ever got from ace steel one yeah. of my trainers who's you know no falling out we're best friends oh, good. you know we talk yeah, all the time okay. uh was just work as much as you can you know what i mean uh-huh. so i'm working for 10 bucks barely gas money uh-huh. you know sometimes Sometimes you got to throw a promoter down the stairs because he stiffs you. You know what I mean? Sure. And then it's, you just try to steal everything in his house. You did that? Yeah, that happened a few times. (laughs) A few times? Adam Pierce shoved some hot dogs in the guy's face because he tried to paint us with hot dogs and then we just stole his phone. (laughs) You know, uh, it is
0: a lot like comedy.
1: Oh, it's the why. It. It's the wild, wild west, and I don't know if it's like that anymore. You know what I mean? But pro wrestling used to be just anything go. You know, it used to be pretty fucking crazy.
0: Were there situations where you'd get into a ring with somebody where where the fight became real? Uh, yeah,
1: it, it kind of happened a few times. It it, it happened one time w- with a friend of mine. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, because I I think it's easier to punch your friend in the face than it is to punch like a stranger in the face. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's just like okay, maybe that guy just accidentally oh i see so kick someone... me in the face you know what right, i mean it's, right it's like you're your buddy and he's yeah. cross you and he chips your tooth you're like fucking relax you know like what are you what's wrong with you you know like did you do that on
0: purpose you know yeah, yeah. does the audience know when that shit happened? i i think
1: sometimes they can tell yeah because i i just think the the, the mood kind of changes
0: yeah. you know <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if that's ever has that. I mean, are you guys so good? You know, I mean, obviously you're getting scarred up and you're, you're getting stitches and shit. But it, are there moments where 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 even people that know it's sort of a, a show where they're like, holy fuck! I think that's it,
1: the. I think that's one of the goals is to make
0: that feeling. Happen. I,
1: I think people. Mm. You know, uh, I think I can kind of wear it like a badge of honor if somebody's like, yeah, I know this shit's fake, but punk and this guy they really hate each other and he just really kicked him in the face you know what i mean like that's, that's it then that's, isn't it that's as good as it gets
0: that's that's the that's what being a professional wrestler is yeah it's just like being a comic it's like he's just making this shit up right he's just making this shit up right now
1: you know uh you know the end of blade runner yeah and rudger Hauer. yeah Is an awesome supposedly ad-libbed like soliloquy right you right know what where I mean? he's dying when he's yeah, dying and like to me you know like who's to really say yeah. that that's 100% ad-libbed but it, like it's gone down in movie folklore that like he just did that you know what I mean right and like it's over the years kind of grown a life of its own and it's it's like legend now it's like fuck he ad- he just did that he just ad-libbed it wow that's great so you can watch that scene and almost appreciate it more than you would watch like another scene knowing somebody wrote it and they were just lines this guy just did that yeah wow yeah uh, I think that is is like that? Well, these these guys really hate each other. No, they're really they're they're really fighting. Oh, look at this! They're really, you know what I mean? The rest right. are really
0: separating them. Right. You know. Right. So when those lines become hazy, yes. Even when you can say like you know heel face bad guy good guy that's this script that's that script you know I saw the tactics and all that like all that stuff like you were, it's real interesting to me what you're saying that you, you know there's an improvisation to it there's a skill set to it but once you transcend that and you actually you know become you know a great wrestler it's when that line becomes blurred it's yeah. like everyone knows it's fake but it's not those fucking the, yeah, guys it's not about
1: the moves
0: right it's it's about you know how you do them when you do them it's about the, the the theatrics the drama for people to really believe that you hate somebody even though they know wrestling is what it is they they're emotionally invested in that yeah so there's definitely some part of almost any wrestling fan that that doesn't Really know it's fake, right? That refuses to accept it, or at least you can suspend their disbelief, right? That's, that's the whole—that's the integrity of wrestling, right Yeah. There. When
1: I when I sat down on that stage in in Vegas and I I, I did that interview in. yeah. you were talking about, yeah. yeah. I mean that was, I mean I I think that's easily the biggest moment of my career because whether you want to believe what I was saying was real or whether you're jaded and you're like nah it's bullshit or, he's just reading a script you know what I mean like
0: that. fucked a lot of people up everyone was just like "Wait, whoa wait a second well i don't think it would ever been done that way you know i mean you know there you know whatever the scripts are and i and i know there are scripts because i watched that thing and it was it, 2011 yeah and i i think what i felt not knowing the whole political structure of wrestling was that you were calling wrestlers out in a way in a way that that probably hadn't been heard before it's like you know everyone knows vince mcmahon everyone knows the the business of wrestling but you were literally saying that these wrestlers are ass kissers and they're fucking political players they don't have any respect for the the you know the the integrity of the sport in a sense or the Mm -hmm. show in a sense and you were you were whether you were playing the part or not you were a guy that was like calling out the entire system yeah i was pissed and i'm
1: absolutely at my best when i'm pissed but you and were
0: really pissed. Fucking furious. But when they furious. shut the mic
1: down, did you know they were going to shut the mic up? I, I knew. Well, that was the thing. It was um, Vince. They, they, they called me earlier in the day, and they were like, you're not going to believe this. They want, Vince wants you to air your grievances. And I was like, oh, I, I can't do that because he's just getting fucking mad at me. But I didn't care because I was like, what are they going to do? Fire me? Great. Then I don't have to go to Australia tomorrow. You know, well, I, well,
0: how did they know? What? Okay, so this is like you were in the system for how long before that? Um, six years, five, six, and and you and you were fed up. Yes, and you basically, you know, let the corporate structure know that you were fucking fed up. You weren't getting your shot, and it was bullshit because you know you paid your dues you're a fucking you know great wrestler and why weren't they giving your shot why weren't they giving you a shot in your mind
1: um you know god i don't know in 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 my mind yeah uh um i'm i'm too small i have all these tattoos i'm not poster boy material i don't fucking i'm not all super huge and you know jacked up and you know, I, I don't. I don't fit the mold, right? You know, like I. I, I don't. And you
0: made this apparent to the corporate structure. Yeah,
1: because what I was looking at was resign for another three years of
0: fucking this misery of not getting your shot. Yeah, like just. So, what what was your role then? You were the guy. You were just a, a uh, you know a, just a bad guy that they had on you know on hand. In my mind, I was I was the bag. There
1: wasn't a better bad guy in the business at the time. You know what I mean? And to me best bad guy fights the best good guy yeah like what the the fuck you know like you can get get with the program here you know what i mean like and they weren't giving you nobody in that company at the time like i had grandmothers jumping the rail slapping me in the face you know what i mean because i was doing this straight edge society thing where i look like charles manson i had this big beard and long hair and like i was doing real like i i was writing my own stuff and they were letting me do it because i straight edge society i think a lot of that was way over their heads it was it was like really what was the whole angle of it um I, i'm straight edge in real life I abstain from drugs and alcohol and all that stuff and uh, you I you never I, had a you never drank or never did no, any of that shit ever n- no and i i think when people hear that they're really weirded out by it and i think i and it, through my experiences people are always uh what's the word uh not not offended but they're immediately like well okay we fuck this guy
0: you know what I mean like yeah, what makes we, you better than us
1: right right you, you or I'm it, a it, I'm a I'm a fucking narc and they get paranoid right. you know it, what it I mean calls like,
0: out their fucking problems it's, yeah because like, as a guy who doesn't drink people are always like well you don't do you care if I do yeah so like they automatically assume that you're condescending yeah, absolutely right right Got so it. that was the on-screen character and I turned it into this
1: quasi almost religious thing where I, I was offending everybody man yeah, like, yeah it was it was nuts I shaved a woman's head in the ring and like you know that was like the thing it was like i would shave these people's heads and yeah. they would join me and yeah I had this cult and it was just it was just fucked up and it was wild right and i couldn't believe i was getting away with the stuff i was getting away with right you know right, what right, i mean right. like this illig- and this was all your religious i, I uh iconography and like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. like all this kind of and this all came out of your head yeah because I, I was fed up because i wasn't doing anything you know what i mean and i walked into vince's office and i was just like fuck this this is bullshit i wrote this it's 16 weeks of tv and i threw it on his desk and i don't think he read it i think he was just like great you know get get out of my face all based
0: on the straight edge society yeah yeah
1: yeah and i, I was wrestling a guy named ray mysterio and like i had this whole thing but they they, they eventually fucked it all up yeah and w- which made me even more mad and sent me more over the edge and then I, then i became the guy who just i just didn't care
0: Right, like, fuck you, and whatever. then but then the 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 day that you get that call where they're like Vince wants you to air your grievances. Yes. So he put in a way, you know, he th- this was your break. Yeah. Like some part of him said, well, "Fuck." What does he really give a shit? I don't know. I I just think I uh, you know well I
1: know for a fact that Vince um doesn't care as long as it's good. Uh-huh I mean th- but you were he knew that you were really at a breaking point, yeah like i I would i we would get into screaming matches, and this is prior to like I you know the relationship I have with them now is drastically different than the relationship I had with him then. Right. I think he develops this relationship with all these top guys, you know what I mean, to where you know you can call him up at four in the morning, you know what I mean and i I don't think there's a lot of guys on the crew that have yeah
0: that relationship with him. You know, but and- he also knew as a straight, it's weird because like he, he knew that you were, you know, you were solid because like, if you really are straight and you're not going to get like a lot of wrestlers get beat up, you know, by themselves, by drugs, by whatever it is that they do to keep doing this. So like, he knew that you had integrity as a person. Yeah. And so he, it's just fascinating to me that, that by pushing you over the edge, by giving you the opportunity you go ahead and speak your mind, fucker. And then you took it, then all of a sudden, you know, that was a turning point in your career. Because why? What did the crowd respond? I mean, we'll talk about how he responded in a minute, but how did the crowd respond to that? It, it, I, I always feel weird
1: about talking about it, but like based off of the response I got from all the boys in the back, yeah. um, and the fact that I had 126 text messages, you know, on my phone, like immediately following that from people like, you know, Steve Austin. Harley Race, like I mean people that I have the utmost respect for. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like I and I, I think to some extent because I try to be as humble as I can, I try to stay grounded. I think to this day I still don't know like the ramifications of what I did. But I fucking put the place on its ear uh-huh. is the best way I can probably uh-huh. explain it to to somebody who's maybe listening that doesn't know shit about wrestling. You, you know put what the I mean? whole
0: operation.
1: I fucked them all up. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so Vince, Vince, uh, I think, yeah, I, I and he'll probably tell you now that, yeah, I meant to send him over the edge and uh-huh. you know, I did all that on purpose, you know, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. But I felt I never got a real opportunity in that company until that moment. And like I knew and because that was my point. I said, if you give me the ball, you, you'll never see it again because I'm not giving it back. You know, I'll knock the fucker out of the park. All you have to do. And if I fuck it up and I suck. And I don't just fucking fire me. Yeah. I you know, that right. that was that was right. that's always been my attitude.
0: Right. You know what I mean? Just give me the shot. And if you do it this way, it, you know yeah. l- l- just let me let me let me do it. And and I think what's important for me to understand, and, and maybe for people listening who, who are like me and are are not connected to wrestling is that your skill set was so fucking tight and your character and your ability to to, to sort of do the show for a crowd was so fucking refined that that all that moment was everything converged on that moment and you were able to deliver yeah and you were fucking transparent i mean in the sense that you know all your grievances were aired you fucking called out a lot of other wrestlers you called out the the company in 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 general and you redefined how people looked at a wrestler because you're not the regular guy right it's a big deal
1: yeah you know and like I said I I don't like to you know be like oh yeah I I did this amazing thing you know what I mean Um, but yeah it's like I said earlier it's the the number one moment in my career because he did give me that opportunity you know what I mean you you can say a lot of negative things about Vince if you you don't know him you know and you hear all these stories and just like anything I've learned there's a lot of negative bullshit stories about me out there you know what I mean but unless you know me unless you meet me and you know find out for yourself and and uh, develop an opinion about me through your own experiences you know what i mean it's regardless of what you want to say about eventually like he gave me that opportunity right he, you know he, he let you do it he he was like you know write write something and let me see it before you go out there so yeah. i was just like oh, i gotta write some bullshit that he's gonna okay yeah because everything that i said out there there's there's no way he would have he would have let me. And oh, it's, so, it's oh easier. so that wasn't the script well, that, you that, gave You him. asked me if it was real. It was 100 percent Like right. I I was I was with the the writer and he was just like and I, I said I you know I am I'm, I'm pissed off and I'm I'm fucking quitting. I don't care if they fire me. And I'm not gonna go out there and I'm not gonna motherfuck anybody because yeah. I think that, you know, like right. I, on this level that that's too easy. And yeah. it's it's crass and it's ooh, it's too shocking, you know what I mean? Like that. But I, I I mean I could have. I had a live microphone. Sure. You know? Um I I I was armed with the fact that I knew that at some point they were going to cut the microphone off. uh I didn't know when that was, so I just kind of got a little bit of uh, i started to ramble after a while because uh-huh. I kind of ran out of my points. Uh-huh. You know what I mean uh-huh. and i I was just, just super pissed off, so I, I wrote some bullshit. he looked at it, great, yeah, and then
0: I just tore yeah. it up and went out there with no and, s- no script and and then after that, you know what did he say? What was his first reaction? Um, see, it's weird because uh, they cut the
1: mic and I got up and the crowd was just like, ugh. Yeah. And I went to turn around to go through uh, what we call the, the gorilla position, yeah. which is called that because old wrestler Gorilla Monsoon would just sit behind the curtain and watch the entire show. So it's, you know, yeah, it's it's his now. Uh, I, I went to go walk through there and then I stopped and I was just like, I'm going I'm to have to... F- fist fight somebody when I walked through that curtain right so I'm gonna walk around the back yeah you know what I mean and I jumped and I went side ramp and I walked around and nobody was no there was nobody back there and I was like whoa where the hell is everybody (laughs) and I turned to my left and I looked and literally everybody was gathered around like the stairs where I was supposed to come down Uh and like this this dude Chris Masters who worked there at the time turned to me and he looked at me and he goes dude did you just hear that promo that punk cut and I was like (laughs) What's up, Chris? It's me. And he was just like, "Holy shit!" Like, and then everybody started freaking out. People like, um, you know, like grips and cameramen and sound technicians were coming up to me, and they're like, "Yo, if you get fined, well, we're gonna chip in around here. We're, you know, you're gonna, wow. we're gonna help you pay for it, and yeah. this and this and that." Yeah. And uh, I, I, I saw Triple H, I think first, and he's Vince's son-in-law. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And who you called
0: out? I, yeah, yeah,
1: I called him out, and he he looked at me, and he goes, "Well." At least I'm just a doofus. I'm not a douchebag like Johnny. And he points over to John Laurinaitis, who's like the head of talent relations, who's just looking at me like, Uh you motherfucker. Uh You know what I mean? And then I walked up in the gorilla and Vince was there with his arms out. And he just looked at me and he goes, I smell money. You know what I mean? And I was just like, okay. And then I I didn't know what to do then because I was just like, my plan was, you know, like all I knew uh, is that I'm going to Australia tomorrow yeah. Yeah. you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna wake up early I'm gonna go to UNLV I'm gonna lift and then I'm getting on a plane and going yeah. to Australia yeah. and this is this is my last tour yeah. this, this is it Yeah. and every day on that tour we goofed around at the end of the night in the ring Yeah. we had like a farewell for me yeah. you know I mean like right. know, people crying yeah. you know in the ring like uh-huh. some of the girls are sad yeah. you know and like you know everybody this was, this was it for me this was my last tour uh-huh. and we flew home and we had the pay-per-view in Chicago and I still hadn't re-signed and i was i was wrestling john cena the guy yeah. for the the title mm-hmm. and like i you know i walked in sunday and i didn't have a contract you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like we had no finish for the match obviously that was uh it relied on wh- whether i resigned or not mm-hmm. and it just you know it was just it was just wild wild west man it was it was insane and i think vince likes it that way you know
0: <laughs> and then you took it
1: yeah and you became the guy.
0: Yeah, that's a fucking beautiful
1: story. I mean, I had a, a lot of long conversations with the guy where it was just like, you know, it 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 doesn't it doesn't matter how big or how little somebody is. Like you know, like when somebody has it and they're passionate about it, like give them a chance. Mm. And this was it, in, in in a big way. It was never just about me because, like I said, I watched Colt get released without even getting a shot. I've, I've watched guys, uh, who are way better than a lot of the guys, um, who get hired just because they have abs, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, this isn't to me, this is pro wrestling. This is not sports entertainment. This is not bodybuilding. It's, you know, like there's these guys that if you give them a a shot, they can do amazing stuff and be so entertaining and good at what they do and make people question, is this real? Is Mm -hmm. this fake? Mm -hmm. And I was just sick and tired of watching people get passed by myself included so like in a way I was trying to do it for everybody else you know what I mean and yeah. change the idea and I was just like just give me a shot if I fuck it up fire me. right cuz yeah. I because goddamn it I deserve it oh, and, and I don't want to fail and if I fail I deserve it yeah. I go I'll go do something else you yeah. know what I mean yeah
0: it's amazing that in this area of show business that you can so publicly you know take on the you know the powers that be because they're very intimate it's one guy in his empire yep and that because of the nature of it you know the the idea between reality and the show really becomes blurred on all levels and that the guy who's in charge of the big show after seeing what you did had uh, you know that was a crossroads like, do I fucking you know, you know, kick this guy out and and shame him for the rest of his career, right. or or do I make it part of the show? Yeah, that's fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> and and your character has evolved out of the messianic thing. I mean, where do you stand as a character? I, I should know this. I know wrestling fans are going to hate me for not knowing well, it. Well, after
1: me. after I did that uh, that little piece of work, like I I mean, I was like. A runaway good guy. Yeah. Like I Oh, because of the integrity I had, of it. I had GQ calling me for an interview. I did um Bill Simmons podcast, yeah. you know, like stuff that uh nobody in wrestling had ever done before, you know, or at least for a while. You know what I mean? There was a lot of mainstream stuff that came my way. Because of the
0: humanity of it. Of that, you know, that the, the it was it it was it transcended the show because yeah. you know, you were a guy who was you know fighting for his life uh you know and fighting for what he believed in yeah and And
1: i you know i i I took it i ran with it i became the champion and then like halfway through that championship run like uh became a bad guy um feuded with uh super movie star dwayne johnson the rock Uh you know what Uh i mean Uh and then like uh you know wrestlemania i wrestled uh dude named undertaker who's you know within my industry he's, yeah. he's a legend he's yeah. a, he's johnny cash he's, right. he's yeah. red fox you know yeah, what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, like after that like there's certain people in this business that i think they're uh, uh, regardless of how despicable they try to be they're so good at being a bad guy you yeah. know what i mean the people just sit back and they're like this is this <laughs> yeah. guy you know what i mean like yeah, this yeah. guy yeah. and i was purposely trying to do so many despicable things uh-huh. like you know and you know eventually if you're such a good bad guy, yeah. it, it can only last so long. There's right. a co- there's a clock on that. Right. And uh, you know, I I busted up my leg I damn near broke my leg at WrestleMania and then like um I once again I was just I I for the longest time never wanted to use the word burnt out, but god damn it, I was burnt out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I was I was going away regardless and then I fucking break my leg, you know, and I'm like, uh oh, you yeah. know, yeah. I got I gotta get the hell out of here. Right. You know? I never had a break. Started in 1997. I fractured my skull in 2002, and I was pretty much in a coma for like a month. And then I just started wrestling again, like an idiot, mm-hmm. you know. But so I, I, I just kind of disappeared. And then, you know, when when you disappear off television, and I'd never done that before, you come back, and everyone gives you that ovation, like, oh shit, we forgot about this guy. He's, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, he's yeah, back. Yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. So I kind of default, came back a good guy, and now now I'm just You know, I don't know. I'm just floating around (laughs) fighting dudes, you know. (laughs) But but
0: you're all right. I'm okay. All right. So, what now? It's, uh, you know, in closing, what, uh, why'd you put a restraining order on your parents?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What a way to, what a way to close. Uh, You know what? It sucks and it's unfortunate. And, um, you know, I don't know if I don't like talking about it, but it's, it's weird. You know, uh, the, those, those dudes are still out there. My brother is still out there that I, you know, and I, I I want nothing to do with them. I wish them no ill will, but, uh, they still constantly talk mad shit about me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I don't know if it's, if it's jealousy or you know like they hate me because i made it and like you know because it certainly isn't a case of like you know oh i left them behind and like you know like i flipped a switch and now i'm a superstar and like right. fuck these guys and you know right. they 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 didn't help me get to where i'm at right you know um so it's like i, I don't like talking about it almost because like i know i know they're out there listening but sure. like in some way shape or form this is cathartic yeah. and yeah. And, I, and i know that's what you do on your podcast well, sometimes yeah, yeah. No, no. um Uh, it's just an unfortunate situation like you know my my parents i learned at an early age that like uh they're 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 not gonna help me you know um they never supported me yeah and when i got a little bit of money and became famous it's like all of a sudden you know hey pay the mortgage do this do that right and uh i did that for too long yeah and then eventually you know had to explain to them that like i got my own bills and i got my own problems Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and like yeah, you know, this isn't sour grapes and yeah. i'm not mad at you guys it's right. just this is what it is and you know in a lot of ways it was like breaking up with a girlfriend you know what i mean <laughs> breaking and up with like, your parents yeah yeah but and then that just turned into uh what can only be categorized as harassment mm. 15 emails a day phone calls you know what i mean like yeah uh just letters and mm-hmm. I would return to sender and I would explain to them you know and then I, the only time they would contact me is if they ever needed money or if they uh as my mom so um eloquently would put it I need 10 front row tickets for the show in Chicago you know what i mean yeah, like sure. yeah, yeah. Uh, the the and I know a lot of people who kind of experience that they come from nothing and they have something. And then you have the family that comes out of the woodwork, yep. you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. oh, you know, your, yeah. your cousin wants to, like, sure. I don't, know, what, who the fuck? Yeah, I don't yeah. know who that is exactly. just because they're my cousin. Yeah. You know, I have my own family. I right. made my own family yeah. and I, I'll do anything for them. And those are the people that support me. Uh, it's just very much like and I the reason I do like talking about it is in case there's a kid out there that has any kind of a similar situation just know that you know you don't have to put up with it and eventually you know you're gonna do all you can to try to help but then realize that you're just being taken advantage of and get out right fuck it you know what I mean and and unfortunately the level I had to to go to uh, just fucking sucked because yeah. they, you know, they didn't want to hear like, hey, you, you know, like you, you fucked up and I'm not mad at you. It, it is what it is. But like, you know, we don't have a relationship and I don't have to give you money just because I'm your son. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you should have treated me like your son. Right. You know, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah and, yeah. and fuck it. I got my own mortgage. Yeah. It's a sad thing. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. I, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely not, uh
0: stoked on it yeah right right. Right. fucking sucked yeah it's weird though that you know because I say that on stage it's like look you know you don't have to respect your parents if they're horrible
1: right well and you (laughs) know and honestly like that's in the simplest of terms you know what I mean like you know you're a you're a fucking idiot Yeah, why do I have to you know like I have to be nice to you it's a
0: hard choice to make you've treated
1: me like shit for how long and you're always going to be like I brought you into this world and it's just like okay cool well Fuck, I fuck, I paid for that.
0: Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> you, you brought know, me in and I've made my way and you know, you know, despite what you did and yeah. And and to anybody listening to this yeah.
1: that thinks I'm a dick or a jerk for doing it, you know, like uh I'll come back for a part 2 and we'll just talk about all the horrible things and everything they ever stole from me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I there's it's not like I'm some pampered fucking rich kid, and all of a sudden I was just like, I'm gonna excommunicate my parents. Right? You know? That's that's not true at all. I, it's just it's a shit, shit, shit situation.
0: Well, I don't, I don't want to. I feel like I, we left
1: on a. I don't want it to be on a weird note. No, it's not. I don't think. I don't think it's a weird note. I think okay. it's great. I think it's life. Okay, you know what man. I mean? Yeah. It's like you, life fucking does shit, and you either deal with it or you don't. Yeah, I, I dealt with it. Okay, man. You know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, 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 like I said, shitty situation, but like I'm not. I'm fucking bummed about it. Like right. I had to do what I had to do.
0: All right. Well, it's a good story, man.
1: <laughs> Your whole story is a good story. It's not over, and I still got a lot of a lot of storytelling. Yeah, you, you, you
0: seem like you know. You seem fit and good, and got clarity. No, we can come back, and I can
1: talk about how I think I'm out of shape and I'm fat too. If you want to, you know, there's a lot of problems. <laughs> I got a lot of problems, Mark.
0: I feel like I let you down. No, like we didn't get to where we needed to get. <laughs> I got- no, I'm educating
1: your li- your <laughs> listeners who may not know anything about professional wrestling. We're all fucked up too. Okay, well, I think some of us knew that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's great talking to you, man. No, I I, I appreciate it. It's it's cool to uh, see where this all happens. And it's pretty exciting. Some cool people have sat in this chair. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. A lot.
0: Yeah, and I, and now you too. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> no problem. Thank you. That's our show, people. Uh, I hope those of you who love CM Punk and love wrestling got something out of it. Uh, and those of you who do not know anything about wrestling, learned a little something and, and certainly had a, an opportunity to uh, to overhear a chat with the uh, really the you know, one of, if not the biggest professional wrestler in the racket right now. Thank you for listening to my show. You go to WTFPod.com for all your WTFPod needs. You know, get some JustCoffee.coop over there. You can kick in a few shekels. You can check the merch. We got stuff happening. We're gonna be refilling merch. And um, what else? I, you know, it was kinda of quick today. It was kinda, of, you know, I'm not talking a lot today, man. I'm busy, yo. I mean I'm in the middle of shooting my show. No, I'm not. I'm starting Wednesday. That's why I'm freaking out, man. Anxiety. Anxiety. And I'm not I'm not just owning it. I'm not just feeling it. I'm just letting it fester inside of me without identifying it. So my hands are tingly, my feet are tingly. I'm clawing out of my face from the inside. You know, good stuff like that. DimensionWTF.com? Did I mention that? Alright, alright, alright. Everything's cool. Everything's cool. Edgar Wright on Thursday. Boomer lives!